So I don't even know what episode this is of the Good the Better Geek. This is how well prepared I am. I just I just wanted to episode be, number. Episode mm-hmm. And so if you're coming back, we're coming back from our break. We're starting a new season uh, here at the Good the Bad and the Geeky. If you like to listen to past episodes, gbgpodcast.com. And then check out It's All But Done Presents. You can do that at ibdpresents.com. You can check out audibletrial.com forward slash good bad geeky. Get a 30-day free trial and get an audiobook out of it. It's pretty cool. And some of that money goes back to us. Check out Mad Lab. I'm a Mad Lab Ensemble member, and we have some shows coming up, I think, in... We have Young Writers. That'll yes, be in July. In July. In July. We have FFN Oh, yes. FFN in February. In February. Date night. Date very night. good. Very good show. Yes. Shouldn't miss it. It's very good. Have you guys been a couple on the on the hot seat? We have not. Thank no. God. No, you... No? No. Oh, you would oh, be I think so, it would be fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it'll, it'll be okay. As I... Travis. Travis wants to, and Joe Teeters would be like, sure. If anyone wants my tickets to FFN, I will give them to you cheap. Or for nothing. <laughs> but it's because it's a good show. It's a great and show. And also, you're being a little chicken shit about not going <laughs> up. Here's, here's the thing. I wanted to go until... And as soon as it became a reality that I, would, I might be going up, I got really fucking nervous. <laughs> because... <laughs> Because I just realized, like, and actually, I think my wife and I went up twice. Oh, wow. But, it, well, one time, it's like it was packed, but no one wanted to go up. And so Keith and Marianne, who's been a guest on the show, Marianne's Macabre Movie Reviews, or Reviews, because she's doing a little bit of everything now, not just movies, they went up first. And I was like, come on, honey, we should totally go. And she's like, I don't want to go. It's like, which you'll hear later, probably, we talk about karaoke, maybe. She's like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go up on stage. And I was like, no, I'll be fine. And then it was the same thing. They kept, came back and everyone was still like, I don't know about growing up. It's a little weird. And so then Sarah, Sarah's like, she felt a lot better with it. Oh, that's right, too. She'd never seen any, what they would do. Oh, okay. So she was nervous. So once she saw Keith and Marianne do it, she's like, I was like, oh, wait, no, 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 no. <laughs> and then when I went up there, it ended up being a lot of fun. Though they didn't get to finish our story. I was really bummed by that uh. because I was left off in jail. And I wanted uh. to see how I got. I wanted to see how I got out. Yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but no, it's a lot of fun. Eric Sternberger who and uh, Stephen Woosley, who does Opposing Roles podcast with me at uh, OpposingRolesPod.com. Yes, they're part of FFN. They're excellent yes. improvisers, and you can see them, too. Go to MadLab.net for more information on those shows. Let's talk about things to plug real quick. Jessica, I know, is, is a, a, a huge guest on Amanda's picture show at GoGo, which I believe is AmandaAgogo.com. If not, and I apologize, Google Amanda's picture show go-go. She's in a lot of episodes there, and they're all really good. And she's, I actually went to see them do the live show at the Columbus Podcast Festival. They did The Little Mermaid. It was really great. Cool. You have what coming up, Becky? I have my Dublin Wind Symphony band concert coming up on March mm-hmm. 17th at Dublin Soda High School at 3 p.m. And then Travis has a lot of stuff, too. You have Amiculous, and what else? Well, actually, I have uh, two Amiculous shows coming up. There's the one on there's actually one coming this weekend well actually it's coming on january 26th we might this might go out after that okay that's fine yeah sorry and I, then there's please talk about it though just in case <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, well i start my shows i sh- start my i started my show season on uh, january 26th <laughs> Oh, our show is so professional. And uh, then 
Thank you. In February, uh, there is the Great Lakes Comic Con in Detroit, February 22nd and 23rd, that I will be tabling at with awesome. Amiculus. And then, oh, another thing, probably should say that my new, uh, my brand new horror comic, my brand new uh, horror 32 page horror comic, Sugar Creek, will be coming out sometime in April. Probably, I would say. Probably mid mid to late April. So, what's the website that you, we can go check this out at? Uh, you can check all of this out at amiculusrome.com. That's a m i c u l u s rome r o m e dot com. Thank you very much. All right. Well, we have an interesting episode here today. It's very interesting just because we, you can kind of hear me talk about this maybe, is that we've not done an episode in a very long time here. As a matter of fact, the last episode was for the West Grandview Fringe Festival. It was our first ever real live show. I would say real live with a real large audience, um, uh, which was really nice because we've done live shows before and it's like two people showed up and they were usually like our friends. There's nothing wrong with that, but it, it you know. Have you seen your friends? I know. (sighs) So, yeah. So there were real people there, and it was really nice. And we talked about Eric Sternberger, who's in FFN. We talk about Mission Impossible. Whatever the new one is. Oh, Fallout. (laughs) Sorry, there's been so many of the newer ones, and they all tie together. I mean, they're very good. I just don't remember. I think it's Ghost Protocol is the Brad Bird one. The one after that is Chris McQuarrie is. And then after that, it's Fallout. It's one. Yeah, it's one of those. I don't. But we talked about that. And then it's. it's so. But that was August. So it's been a while. So there's been a while. And this year, 2018, there's a lot of good movies. Possibly. Possibly not. As we'll talk about here in a second it came out at the end of the year and I yeah. just I was like shit how am I going to do an episode let's just throw them all into the stew not every one of us have seen all the movies but uh, which we'll, we'll get into that here in a second but I was like yeah that's that's awesome yeah. so we're going to talk about a bunch of movies from 2018 alright let's just uh, start oh Jessica's coming back so let's start the show alright everyone what the <laughs> fuck was that it's a sound just for you oh thank you and for our listeners uh this is recording and you know i'm probably gonna leave that in because uh, that's fun <laughs> so as you're in the intro this is going to be a really interesting episode because we're going to go all over the place and just fyi jess will cut out at one point it's not that she'll be talking and her mic will cut off. It's just that she will leave the premises. We will deliberately turn off her mic. That's right. She'll just, she'll just walk away and you can just hear... In the background. I have not done an episode in a very long time. And so we are covering a lot of things, which is the big movies at the end of 2018. Mm-hmm. Well, let's ask this. The movies that I threw out there we suggest we talk about has been... We can just do a... I already know, but please say your answers again. Who here has seen Mary Poppins Returns? I 
half me. Nine. Okay. Who here has seen... Oh, I, me too. Who here has seen Spider-Verse? Yes. yes. Yes, it's all of us. All right. Who here has seen Aquaman? Yes. yes. Okay. And then who here has seen... I feel like I'm... For, no, Bumblebee. Bumblebee. Me. No, no? Okay. So it's just you. All right. Uh, I feel like there's one more movie I thought I threw in there. But... I thought you had, but I don't know. All I know is I have not. Oh, yes. The Grinch. Have, have we seen The Grinch? Seen the Grinch. Okay. I have not. No. I have, but that's... It's, Tell it's, us all about it. He's green, <gasps> and he's kind of a Grinch. No. I know. And mm. he was an orphan, and it makes him sad about Christmas. I take it there's no song about t- by Tony the Tiger in it? Well, Your the song that the Tony the Tiger <laughs> sang has been redone by Pharrell or whatever the fuck. Oh, my. What? No, but... It's not, here's the thing. I will watch this movie a million times. Let me. If it comes on, I will not turn the channel. Unlike the Jim Carrey version, which I will turn the channel. I've I seen still, once, and that's too much. I have yeah. bad whiplash from that movie. I I admit I admit I'm a little bit of a purist. I like the cartoon version with uh, Thurl Ravenscroft. The problem with this yeah. one is because his name they, is. Ravenscroft. He's the voice of the the vacuum cleaner in one of my favorite anime movies. That's the Brave Little, Little Toaster. Toaster. Yeah, mm. the Grinch. Yeah, I, I, I forgot about the Grinch. Thank you. <laughs> my, my, my only thing with the Grinch was I think because they knew that everyone remembers the Jim Carrey version, which was in the bigger parts were very much faithful to the book. Like he picks up the sleigh like that, and there's no problem. You know, he's the typical stuff. The heart grows three sizes that day, mm-hmm. and they show the heart and all that stuff. Ron, Ronnie, Ronnie H, because we're friends, he was super faithful in that part of the adaptation, and they do little things to change it up, and it makes you just go, oh, but you should have, I don't care. (laughs) Just make it. And things that they cut out where they're at, they use later in the movie or earlier in the movie, like the actual... It's not bad. It's actually a passable version of the movie. That's all I can say about the Grinch. Okay. Well, since we've none of us have seen Bumblebee, let's talk about <laughs> Bumblebee because I've heard good things about it. Yeah, it was actually pretty good. I didn't really want to see it, but my parents wanted to see it, and they were buying the movie ticket. And you're like, yeah. So of I was course. like, all right. And we went and watched it, and someone described it. I saw online. They're like. Bumblebee's really just a horse girl movie. Yes. <laughs> and I'd say that's pretty accurate. It's like yeah. she finds this beaten down Bumblebee and a horse named Bumblebee. Yeah. And <laughs> breaks him in, teaches him the meaning of love and family. And he teaches her something too. Yeah. And she saves him from John Cena, the government. It does the disservice of like all of these movies now, I feel, is they have this person who's a doctor. He's not a doctor. He's a military dude. But it's like, oh, look, here's this highly intelligent doctor. And they're like complete morons because the doctor's like, oh, look at these auto. They're not Autobots. The other ones. Decepticons. Decepticons. What they needed was a mechanic. Who are here. And, yeah, let's trust them because they're looking completely at their word because they're looking for this Bumblebee character. And John Cena's like, they have deception in their name. Why are we trusting them? And I'm like, you'd think a doctor would be, like, a little smarter. So my thesis after watching this is that Hollywood is contributing to the fear of intelligence that's rising in America. And I'm very disappointed in them for it. It's been rising or has it already reached peak levels? I mean, Oh, it could get worse. Oh, 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 that makes me sad. <laughs> no. that, but okay. that, was, that was my only major complaint in the movie. I was like, why is this doctor so fucking dumb? 
so, so John Cena plays the doctor or no? No, he's a military dude who's okay. like. Wasn't he wronged by so the Bumblebee? Or Bumblebee something? basically he stumbles into their training uh, happening in the middle of the woods, or like by stumble, I mean asteroids down into it, and they're like all like, do. fuck. And they get hurt. Mm. And so he's like, this guy must be bad, even though Bumblebee totally saves them from another Decepticon who rolls out. He's like, I don't want to hurt you guys because Bumblebee can still talk in the beginning before his voice box gets ripped out. What? Yeah. That makes me kind of interested in the movie. Yeah, because so that makes like, me kind of horrified, actually. Y'all need to well, like get a, get away. And then the Decepticon rips out his throat. Why, why like, does it make you horrified? Because they might not use the original voice actor or... Because they have Bron released like the big boys back, like Peter McCullen. And then the second and third, they brought the original, I thought, Megatron back. No, I'm simply horrified because this character goes through the rest of the movie maimed. Sure does. And then he learns how to talk. You <laughs> threw the, the radio. radio. Wow. Oh, he's not wow. doing like those throat burp <laughs> things that like people who lose their voice box do. <laughs> well, no, so so I guess this is the question. Who here has seen the other Transformer movies, which I'm so sorry to ask. I have not seen the Mark Wahlberg <sighs> ones, I have not but seen, I've seen all the other them. ones. I have not had my tetanus shots. I can't see any of them. The one from the 80s that was the cartoon. <laughs> the... Okay, they're not good movies, but up until I, w- I think the first three are actually like kind of watchable. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's why those are the ones I've seen. Ringing endorsement. <laughs> right. well, I did see the fourth one, and I just remember I was, the one with Mark Wahlberg. And the first thing, <laughs> which I think, one with Mark Wahlberg? Uh, the first one with Mark. Well, it wasn't the night one. It was the one uh, with the Dinobots. That fucking. Oh, it was. And I just remember I'm watching it, and like, like normally I don't. Here's the thing: if you can get me mildly interested in the plot like or what's going on to at least care for like i i can just watch the movie and then i can go oh there were plot holes or there's other problems like like my friend nathan wood who just destroys the movie and ruins it for him (laughs) the opening of the of the first marky mark movie was he gets badly fucked up by the government or something like that and he goes hides in this barn and it happens to be the barn mark mark Wahlberg, marky mark and then and so marky mark's doing his thing out there and i swear to god (laughs) the when he first gets in there, he's so big he can't really fit in the barn. And then when the military shows up, and then he's hiding he's behind hiding, a bale or he's, something. He, he's hiding underneath the barn, and like because he's a mechanic, so he has like a car. Th- it's something weird like that. And I'm just like, wait, 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 wait. This is really bothering me. That makes no sense. And then he picks up the barn like it's no big deal, and like sets it back down before the barn gets blown. I'm just Let like, me tell you about the night one where I saw the trailer for it, and it's like. Anthony Hopkins comes out, he's narrating and shit, and then the crusades are happening, and I was like, I like war movies. Cool, cool. And then, the Universal Transformers sound. I was like, what the fuck? You're joking. No. I was very confused by those trailers, because I'm like, oh, it's like a Camelot movie. Well, that, okay. That sounds cool. Wait, with but, Anthony Hopkins? Transformers? In the present. What the fuck? Yeah. What's I was that? like, what's happening? Ha- and then that one with the little girl who's like, women. And I was like, I, you're five. I don't understand what's happening. Also, it made me realize that I don't think she's a good actress. And I feel, I feel, I don't feel great saying this, but everyone shits on, what's her name from the first two? Megan, Fox. Megan, Megan Fox. Fox. And like, like, she's not 
the greatest actress in the world. She's good. You know, I actually enjoyed her in uh, Jennifer's Body. Yes, she's really good. good. It really is. There's some weird depth there going on (laughs) for that character, and you're just like, but this is a shitty horror movie. Why are you actually acting? And anyway, I'm not um, a fan of Diablo Cody's dialogue. I will say that. But go on. No, no, no. It's a, interesting. So you were not a fan of Juno then, probably. I wasn't a fan mm. of Juno. No? Okay. Mm. Well, that's let's table that for a second. <laughs> but I actually did like Jennifer's Body. I liked the movie. Yeah. So, so In spite of the dialogue. No, right. So a some lot of, of it. A lot of people like shit on some actors, like Hayden Christensen. They shit on him for the Star Wars movies. And I watched Shattered Glass. I'm like, oh, dude, can he's really good in this. I don't know if it's just the role or what. Same thing with her. But then, like, the third movie hits, and they recast the Megan Fox character with a with a different character and I just remember look as a guy I will totally admit this the intro shot of the girl is her walking in these tight like dress panty thing up the stairs as you you see like you do introducing her to (laughs) McDreamy or whatever from Grey's Anatomy because he's the other romantic lead I say in finger quotes and and the whole time I'm like (laughs) oh as long as you're just finger quoting I was like oh she looks she looks hot and then she started talking I was like Missing Megan Fox right away. Missing Megan Fox. Missing Megan Fox. (laughs) They did? So they did have to... You know in the first Transformers where Megan Fox is good at cars and she has to be like, my dad taught me because women can't be into cars. They do it much better in the Bumblebee movie because the girl is, is the all about cars because awesome. her dad brought her up to each other and her dad just died and like she's trying to fix up this car that they were working on together before he died and can't get it to work she's all dejected Man. and shit about it why can't someone's maiden aunt teach them about cars because that women don't know anything about cars unless well, men so, teach them dog. so I've not seen it um, my wife did and then she pointed out the story to me apparently on the basis of sex the Ruth Bader Ginsburg movie I've watched documentary and so i know if you haven't her husband was super supportive mm-hmm. like like i mean super support matter of fact she didn't really want to she's just more like if i get nominated i get nominated that's fine but i'm not going to go out of my way to t- talk about me and he's just like no you need to be on the supreme court so he like did everything he could to get her make people aware of her to get her nominated and all this other stuff super supportive and kind of the exact opposite of her and apparently for the movie they're just like can't you make him a kind of like a slum sleazy guy i I saw that article yeah and it's like maybe make maybe he wants to cheat on her or maybe make him a dick to her and he's like no they had actually a very loving relationship and that's what we're going to show and so the movie was supposed to come out much earlier before some of the other before it really started kicking up the problem was though is that no one wanted to fund the movie and then the whole rgb thing started kicking in and yeah which which is sad so that's actually a very valid problem why can't the ant teach the one girl i can't remember her name right now Haley steinfeld yeah i feel like she's in another movie right now too she is in the spider-verse that's oh. what it is and we'll talk about that in a second <laughs> no yeah because she plays spider spider Gwen. look at yeah look at you mm-hmm. <clears throat> keeping that shit together jess um all right so <laughs> okay so bumblebee is watchable oh yeah and it was is it a better than the other transformers yeah i'd say i mean people were saying it's better than the first one which i guess yeah 
But I still liked the first Transformers, so... Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't own it, but I, I if it's on, I will not turn it off. I'll be like, oh, I, Jonathan Whitnicky or whatever the hell the yeah. character's name is. I want to see more. I also heard they actually make reference to the fact that he transforms with her in her, in him, or something. Yeah, he does. Because there's that joke where if they transform, it should kill them or something. And But it shows him, like, going around her. Yeah, which is, I think, pretty cool. Because in the cartoon, that was a, a joke. And then they made it... They've joked about it on The Simpsons or some other cartoon where someone gets in gets into a car and it transforms and you see blood just go... Pouring <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Bumblebee's good. What about Mary Poppin Returns? Mary Poppins Returns. Not Mary Poppin. Mary Poppin Returns. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I went in with zero expectations. Zero. Zero expectations. Okay, maybe a couple of expectations. <laughs> I think, but, I think how were, can you not? But well, yeah, but they were small it. because I mean, obviously, it's not the original, and yeah. I love the original. Mm-hmm. I love everything about the original. It oh, makes me happy. But I also, obviously, it's not the original. I don't expect it to be the original. I was yeah. looking for it to be the original. I enjoyed it. You know, it wasn't the greatest movie on the face of the planet, but it was a lot of fun. I felt many many feelings. I laughed. I cried. I cried a lot. Oh, my God, so many tears. But I cried at Hallmark card commercials. So me too. There's so in, in our defense, I, I'm, I'm yeah. with you on that. Yeah, um, I cried at a Hyundai commercial once. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> not to steal your thunder. Go on. It's okay. It's okay. Um, I cry at many things. No, I, I, I really enjoyed it. And it also gives a weird, for me, a weird, weird wish fulfillment. Of there are some actors you would love to see in an animated movie, not 3D like Pixar or whatever, but like a two two dimensional movie. And for some reason, who is the bad guy? I can't. I, Colin Firth. Colin Firth. I get him yes. mixed up. Him. I get him mixed up with one of the other Collins. I can't remember. Colin Farrell. Farrell. Colin Farrell. I get the. I yeah. It's an easy thing to do. It, Colin Firth. I saw saw him. And I was like, oh, he must be the. He, oh, but he's acting nice there. And then when the, the wolf, I was like, wait a second, that's Colin. Oh, this is awesome. I just love watching him as the wolf. Yeah. And I was like, I want to see more of him in anime. And I was like, well, this oddly checks off a weird thing I didn't know I wanted to see. <laughs> <laughs> which was, but like, there are some actors you're like, I would love to see them in a 2d movie i don't know what it is he's and just got he's got a good voice he's, he's a, a good, good actor he was originally and this is also weird he was originally the voice of paddington bear and did like i think two weeks of really? shooting and doing the voice on set and then they were and he came up to them because they were going to fire him and he supposedly said i don't think this is working out i'm having a hard time finding the voice of the bear and Paddington's kind of a big deal, and, and they're like, we agree with you. So then they get the guy who plays Mr. Banks's kid, Ben something or other. He oh, was yeah. the voice of, of Paddington. So I'm watching Mary Poppins Returns, and I was like, why does that voice sound so annoyingly wow. familiar? And then and then I was like, wow, it's wow, wow. it's uh, wow. It, it's totally it's now totally I need to Paddington. See Paddington Bear. <laughs> and mm. then and with with the original Paddington that nobody really knows about. No, I I, I enjoy the movie. Did you saw it too? Yeah, I liked it. They kept getting me with the score because the score. A lot of it was made up of songs from Mary Poppins. They borrowed so from the Sherman Brothers. It would happen, and the... I'm like, oh, we're going to sing Let's Go Fly a Kite. We're not. Mm-hmm. No, but, we're not. But they found it. So here's my first thought with the music, is that when the movie was over, I couldn't hum to you any of the songs I, I just either. heard. I couldn't either. But I could tell you everything that happened in them, and I just said, 
I really enjoyed watching it when it was on, but I, it, they weren't catchy like the Sherman Brothers songs are. No. Like, even if you can't sing Let's Go Fly a Kite, you can walk out going, hmm, 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 hmm. You can just hum it. Yes. And just go, hmm, 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 kite. You know, <laughs> no, like, like it, it, that's what you remember. Of, it's how all their songs are. If you no. can't remember, a good, you remember like one word because it's just yeah. so catchy. Yeah. Well, so for like a week after I saw Mary Poppins Returns, I was singing Feed the Birds Everywhere. Yeah. From Mary Poppins, it's my favorite. That's song what I from Mary Poppins. sang on the in the car ride home. Oh, it's such a good song! The best song from that movie, um, from Mary Poppins, the original. Yeah. Now Richard mm-hmm. Sherman, who apparently is still alive, who yes, knew? He is. I did not, but now I do. Um, con- was consulted on the. For the music, for the 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 new movie. Yeah, he's actually the one who's alive. Is was out of the two brothers, the more of the music man, not the lyric guy. Okay. So okay. so sadly, the other one who passed was usually did the lyrics. Robert Sherman. Yeah, is the Robert one who Sherman. passed. Yeah. So not to say that that Robert didn't do the music stuff yeah, too, but yeah. yeah. But and there's an interesting documentary called The Boys. You should watch. It's oh, it's oddly one sided because you okay. realize the end is kind of bullshit, which is they say there's this huge rift between the brothers. Yeah. And if you actually re- huh. do research on it, yeah, it's one of those ones where you're like, ooh, research. and it was right before Mary Poppins was coming out on Broadway, so they were trying to kind of sell something. Okay. Or, yeah, but but it's still a good documentary, and it shows them, and it talks about, they play a little bit of the tape that was then played in Saving Mr. Banks, which is just her oh. destroying them and Walt Disney, and you're just like, yeah. I hate working with this woman. <laughs> <laughs> um, dear God. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I love the music when it was played. Playing. And then I downloaded the soundtrack. And- that was the the one thing. Like watching this movie, I was like, she hated Mary Poppins. Oh, she yeah, would she fucking did. hate this movie. And oh, they waited would. until she, she really died <laughs> to <laughs> yeah. sell the rights right. to Disney. Yep. I feel a little skeezy watching this, but oh man, here I am. You know <laughs> so- what? But I've read several of the Mary Poppins books because my mom had a set. Have you? I have them. not. I have yeah, not read them. They're really good. They're really good. And you know, the movie is different from the books obviously i mean it's a disney movie and so she is kinder in the movie than she is in the book i kind of felt like she was a little bit more mean in this one maybe it's because emily blimp plays her a little bit more british i think she was too i don't know like but then there were those moments where it wasn't in her words you know but there were those moments where her eyes would it was face acting all face acting and like her expression would soften and you would see what she was you know what she was trying to do or that she did times where she said some horrible things but in her face it's again what emily blunt did a good job with that yes. role because yeah. i've really i will say this too it's the most and this is such a weird thing to say i feel like as a big fan of disney like lion king all the animated films they have some of the disney magic but like when i say disney magic i guess in some way i think some people mean like walt disney was there i felt like this felt like walt disney was there more throughout the movie yes than mm. than all because i'm watching this is like i feel like Walt Disney would have probably signed off on all of this stuff. Yeah. Like some of like the paintings they had were original paintings, like the watercolors yeah. from the credits um, were from the original Mary Poppins. Some of them were stuff that wasn't used in the movie. Yeah. They brought back animators that were, that are no longer with Disney. Like um, one of the Bancroft brothers, they like did Mushu and like Kronk and some of those other major characters. They brought some of them back to animate some of the characters yeah. in the 2D world. So like there's a lot of love and care that went into it. Yeah. And I also just really dug the hell out of the story. Also, 
also weird reference. Uh, David Warner, he was the bad guy in Tron. Mm-hmm. He was the pirate captain, or not pirate captain, the naval captain. Admiral Boom. Admiral, Admiral Boom. Yeah, because we saw that uh, they played at uh, here in oh, Columbus. They have the Ohio Theater does like their classic Kappa movie series, mm-hmm. and like four years ago, Sarah and I went to see Mary Poppins. I have not seen Mary Poppins all the way through in so long, and the mo- I completely forgot about him. And he fires that, and the whole house just falls apart, technically. And I'm just watching. I, I started, I was cracking up well into the next scene. And I was like, this, I don't know why that's so funny. So when he showed up, I was like, oh, it's gonna boom! <laughs> and it was, I don't know why it cracked me up so much, but it did. And and then also, he got to fly at the end. Yeah. I know. That whole I song liked was that feeling the, good. Uh, Colin Firth couldn't fly. Yep. Yeah, and the one shitty banker was holding <laughs> on to the nice banker. Yeah, like, <laughs> there's nowhere to go but up. Yeah, yeah. So see, the only reason why I can remember that now is because I've been listening to that song in particular. Like, it just makes me feel good. Yeah, it was. It's a happy song. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Angela Lansbury sings uh, it. Oh, my I love goodness. her. So when she showed up before she started talking, I was like, Julie Andrews, Julie Andrews, Julie Andrews. Yeah, and it was Angela Lansbury. I was a little disappointed, but. She was great. So some, I don't remember what article I read it in. That was, they shot that. They tried to shoot it as an order as much as they could. And one of the other reasons was, is because the guy who directed, he directed Chicago, Rob Marshall and yeah. Les Mis. So he just, he tries to, it's easier on the actors and it's easier for him to go, go you know, supposedly that was one of the last things they shot. And they were trying to hold off that Julie Andrews might change her mind. And of course, Angela Lansbury was the person that they had for her. And Angela's like, "Yeah, I'll totally step down for Julie Andrews. Like, it's a it's a baller move." Yeah. She's like, "I'm happy to be a part of this, and if, if if I can't do it because the it's it's a good cameo, I will totally give it up." But she fucking rocked it anyway. She did. She, she did. was great. It was, she it, did. Yes, yeah, she was a good sport. And then Julie Andrews was a good sport too, saying, "I don't want to be in the movie because I think it'll take away from Emily Blunt." And I'm just like, "It probably would have." Yeah, but I would have loved it. Uh, oh no 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 no! Here's the <laughs> Thing. We all would have loved it. But at the same time, if you can't have Julie Andrews, Angela Lansbury is fantastic. And yeah. can we also say, Mr. DVD. Dude, do you see him on Dancing Around? Yes. He's like, Dude, son, you're he's 90 like older something. than God. And he's like dancing on tap dance. So before and, I saw the movie... Dude. I saw like three interviews with Lynn Manuel Miranda, and he's just like, no, no, he's the real deal. He can still dance. And we had Disney was really freaking out. Like they wanted to put a harness on him because they didn't want to hurt himself. Like when during because he has to climb up on the thing, and they're like, well, no, we can't do that. He he doesn't want to do that. He won't do the movie if we have to do that. So there's just like, well, he said he might let some one of us help him up. So if you watch, there's a scene where he gives his hand. I'm, I was looking yeah. for it. Yeah. And so when he reached out for him, he just ignored it and got on the thing. <laughs> You're like. <laughs> so I told my parents that when I got home that he like was doing all these dances and they were telling me they read some article about him and he does Tai Chi or something like he does something to yeah. keep himself limber. Wow, yeah. Oh, and I was like, they couldn't remember what exactly it was. And I just guessed Tai Chi and they're like, that sounds vaguely like it. But they didn't know. Dude, he does something. He, yeah. Uh, dear God. 93 isn't what it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> Not when you're Dick Van Dyke. Uh, Jesus, yeah. I mean, because oh. uh, here's the thing too. When he gets up there, he doesn't go full on to dance right away. He has he sings like one of his lines, yeah, and does like a weird little slow shuffle, and then he fucking goes right into like, oh, and then then your like little child heart just goes. 
Dick Van Dyke's dancing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like seriously, if I, it wouldn't surprise me if he would have tried to trip and fall over an ottoman or something and mm. get back up. Well, actually, that would probably break his head. But in my yeah. mind's eye, I, I could think he could totally do that right now yeah. yep. and be fucking boss about it. It might take him an extra second to roll and get up. <laughs> But, but yeah, no, that was... Because I, I kept wondering, like, when is he going to come in? When's he going to come in? Because they showed the painting. Yeah. And, and they, they did say he's in the movie, so you're like, yeah. where is like, he? Where is he? Is it going to be Bert? I totally forgot that he played, like, five roles in the original. That's right. And he was, like, the banker. He was, like, yeah. more than one. Wasn't he the banker and the banker's dad? Yeah, he was, yeah. <laughs> well, he was the banker. He was Bert. He was the third character. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah, what it he was. was several people, and I, I, I just assumed Bert because in my head I'm like, well, of course it's gonna be Bert. Why wouldn't it be? And did you see the weird reference at the end when so Mary Poppins is left, and Bert Junior or whatever the hell his name is, I can't remember his name, Man- Manuel Landa, whatever. Jack, 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 yeah. Jack. It's just such an easier name. I should Jack. remember that. <laughs> but like before he starts singing the reprise of Look Up in the London Sky. There's like the background, the, the sidewalk chalk painting, mm-hmm. and it's one of the original ones from Mary Poppins. And I was like, mm. Mm. it had so many throwbacks, and they, and they referenced people. Bert. They did because he's traveling the world doing yeah. whatever he wants to yeah. do. Like good for you, Bert. Which, good for which, you. Which was a reference to I think one of his songs. I think Chim Chim Chimery. Yeah, where mm. he's like, I do whatever I want to do, pretty much. Yeah, mm-hmm. Chim Chimery, Chim Chimery, Chim Chim Anyway, and I do what I likes and I likes what and I, I do. do. Yeah, and he's liking what he's doing away from London. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but but any other thoughts on Mary Poppins? So my initial yes. thought was they were shoehorning in the romance subplot with Jack and the sister. But after like three sentences, I was like, I'm all in for this. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and yeah. I didn't feel I, feel I like, ship this. I feel like they yeah. totally could have hit you harder over the head with it. Like it was like that first scene. You're just like, oh, come on. Yeah. Really? But then they interacted and I was like, mm hmm. Mm hmm. More of that. Like that you needs know, what, to be a thing. You what, need to make another movie with that. And, it, and it's not you feel it's going to be forced because it's a Disney movie. And I feel like it's not as forced as it, as it could have been. Like it's very like normal dialogue. And you go, oh, they just have natural chemistry. Yeah. And so. So, mm-hmm. like, they, he really doesn't officially make a move at her until the very end of the movie, where he does the nice little balloon thing, because mm-hmm. yeah. there's nowhere to go. Belt up. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Um, so, so, Mary Poppins, I, I enjoyed it a great deal. Me too. Mm-hmm. But, fun little factoid, Julie Andrews was not in Mary Poppins, but she was in another movie we're going to talk about right now, which was Aquaman. She was the voice of the Kraken thing. Really. Oh, girl. Yeah. Right. I need to see that again Which now. is odd because it went up against Mary Poppins, and I don't think that was their intention. <laughs> but, uh, so... I think Clash of the Titans might sue them if you call it the Kraken. It's not officially the Kraken. I just remember because the, the Krakel or something like that. And I just I just remember, I was like, what What the fuck are they saying? I can't really understand it, what, they're, what name they're using. And then during the credits, I was just looking, because it's, it's a comic movie. I didn't know if there was something going to be at the end mm-hmm. or even the midway point and they were doing the cast and it was like Julie Andrews as the cracker oh shit Julie Andrews was the cracker can you thing? like is it copyright infringement if it is a mythical animal well, the rum might have a problem too. I mean, it, well, it, it depends on how it's designed and the blah 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 blah. They, you can. There are ways you could fuck somebody legally over stupid shit like that. Dumb. Oh no, it totally <laughs> is. It totally is. I'm, I'm with you 100. percent If they call it the Craggle, then Lego movie can sue them. Oh shit. Oh. 
Oh no! <laughs> um, so, but we all saw Aquaman. What yes. did we think of Aquaman? Best Star Wars movie last year. <laughs> so what Travis is trying to say, if I think I understood this right, <laughs> was... Solo sucked. That's he, what I, that's he what I did, heard. He, it was not without its charm, but we're not talking about that. Go on. No, you, you didn't care for the Star Wars movies. <clears throat> so you've been, you, you modestly enjoyed this movie, is what I'm going to say. Well, there was actually a re- uh, review of it that said that uh, Aquaman was the best Star Wars movie that came out in 2018. And I kind of agree, because it was... It did have that sort of feel, at least underwater. Okay, okay. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's no, a no, good yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't really see. I guess when I see Star Wars, I think of. Well, I think we talked about this last episode when we did the Last Jedi, which you walked away with thing. It was an enjoyable movie, and then like next time I talk to you, you're like, I hate that movie. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, that was a complete reversal of what we heard last time. I think I was just okay. being nice the first time, honestly. No, first time. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Well, you also saw it like really fucking tired too. Like yes. Like I'd never seen you with that much energy before, and by that I mean you had none. <laughs> like you were sitting there, you looked like you were a zombie walking. Because you got out, was it Dracula or something? Not Dracula. No. Uh, you got out was... of, no, it was uh, Katesh. Yes. You yes. got out of Katesh, which is a very demanding role for you. It's really a lot of high energy in mm-hmm. smaller moments kind of thing. And you, <laughs> you we, we did Katesh, and it's a long play. It's long, too. That's the other thing. Yeah. Was that during Tech Week, or was that after a performance? I think it was that after, was after performance. performance. Performance, okay. Yeah. yeah, because it came out, like, right before Christmas. Yep. And I just oh, remember okay. we all saw the movie together then like the following tuesday we recorded and like you were just like i need to see it again but i think i like it yeah I think I like it. <laughs> and then i'll find out tuesday i'll sit on it. and then tuesday you were like yeah i enjoyed the movie and then you saw it a second time you're like nope i hate this movie yeah <laughs> which which is fine so yes so for everyone not a fan of, of the newer star wars movies but this is the better of the star wars <laughs> movies for this year which is interesting because i enjoyed the movie mm-hmm. which one Aqua- oh, well, actually, oh. <laughs> I really enjoyed Solo. I saw it again, and my friend bought it on their Amazon Prime, and I watched it, and I was like, this is way better second time for me, second time when I saw it. I still have some problems with it, but no, Aquaman, it, it was. I kind of got the same vibe that I got from Green Lantern with Ryan Reynolds, which is he's just really happy and excited to be playing the character. Like, you can tell he's having fun. The rest of it, mm, I mean, it's way better than Green Lantern. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to be very clear on that. <laughs> Let's start with that. Yeah. Say. <laughs> yeah. But like I feel like Green Lantern, the whole movie is Ryan Reynolds going, guys, I'm, I'm Green Lantern. This is gonna be an awesome this is gonna be awesome. Just wait for it. I'm, I'm gonna turn to Green Lantern. I'm only him for a second, but it's gonna be great. Okay, now I'm Green Lantern. I'm gonna go to this planet and we're gonna I'm gonna train, it's gonna be great. Guys, riding a strike, I can't really fix a lot of the problems in this movie, but don't worry, I'm gonna become Green Lantern again, it's gonna be great. And then he becomes Green Lantern, and then the movie's over in a minute later, and you're like, that fucking sucks. <laughs> but like, I thought Ryan Reynolds was good at Aquaman, like Jason Momoa just looks like he's fucking loving everything he's doing as Aquaman and you're just going that's infectious I, <laughs> I like you doing the things that you do I'm not gonna lie I mean yeah. I'll watch hours of Jason Momoa as Aquaman I, I mean I'll, I'll go there I will go there and he has his shirt off a lot it's not like Chris Hemsworth I'm like, not complaining do we really have to take my shirt off again yes, in this Chris movie Hemsworth, and, yes and even the director's just like I think you might want to do that mate you know yeah. he is well, also prepared Perpetually salty and wet, so there's that. Yeah. If you can come out of the waterfall or whatever the fuck it was 
with that Aquaman outfit on. That's right. And not look ridiculous. I think you have that, succeeded in life. I yeah, think that have. is the thing about it that I like the most is it cleared the very high bar of not making Aquaman look ridiculous. My dad yeah. said the same thing because my dad's like, well, the cartoons made him ridiculous. Yes. And yes. Like, like, I like Aquaman, but he wears those really shitty costumes. That really shitty costume and he talks to fish. And I was, and I was like, yeah, but he talks to fish in cool ways. And he's just like, yeah, it kind of was. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, but no, you're, I agree with that. They they pulled it off really well. It looked badass when he came up there and with the mm-hmm. and also let's be clear. If you hold a trident, even people who are the god of the sea, Neptune, they play Neptune in a movie. They don't look great holding the trident either. You have to own it. Yeah, yeah. you have to. And he, fu- yeah, he did. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Easy now. <laughs> well, well, Jason Momoa, I thought did really good. Let's <laughs> talk about Amber Heard, who was just there and had really red hair. Her hair was very distracting. Yeah, it was very red. And I also thought she had no chemistry with with Momoa. Like, I thought that she was. It felt like I felt no whatever there. It's probably because she looks fifteen. <laughs> Jason Momoa is not old, but he's not 15 looking. I I don't know. I get really like, disturbed when they look dramatically different ages. Oh. Uh, For example, in Green Lantern, Blake Lively, Ryan Reynolds' now wife, looks like a child. And I'm just like, oh, that's weird. She's so young. Maybe she just has really good skin. You don't know. Maybe. I clearly don't. She's rich enough. She can afford good skin. Yeah. She did a shark movie. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh, I did not see that. One. <laughs> I didn't either. I, I actually heard it was it was it was okay. So, but sure. anyway, yeah, I'll, I'll believe <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, go Blake Lively, go. That's what they'll make fun of in, in the next Deadpool movie if it happens. Amber Heard, though, I liked her character. I just didn't like her. She was there to be the straight man for the most part. Yeah, but you can still let him. You can still be the straight man and make. But that's the thing, though. There were times where he was a straight man, but it's just his infectious just love of being Aquaman was... I don't know. Like, I was like... He shows up. I was like, this is going to be a great scene, even if it's going to be a shitty written scene. She shows up. I'm like, oh. This, oh, is it, oh, is that supposed to be, like, uh, affection towards each other? Because I'm not feeling it from you, lady. But also, who liked Dolph Lundgren? Uh, who was surprised as shit by Dolph Lundgren? Me... Yeah, I was like, "What? His hair is a completely different red. Yeah, it's a much more natural red. So it's hereditary. Yeah. Did you just say hereditary? No, I did not. Oh, I thought you did. So did I. Listen to the playback. I I completely said hereditary. I thought you. I thought you said hereditary, like hereditary. You're seeking things that aren't there, grasshopper. That that's true. I do that a lot. Yeah. I thought he did good. I, I, I did. Yeah, Dolph Lundgren <laughs> yeah. was good, um, and also Patrick Wilson. I love Patrick Wilson, I, I who ten years ago would have been Aquaman he with that hair. Oh, who's only yeah. three years younger than Nicole Kidman? Oh, and Nicole Kidman. Huh. Uh, does she age? I yeah. think she does not. I mean, you want to talk about creepy? Little bit, little bit. Yeah, little. Oh, and also, can we also give a mad thank you to Warner Brothers for hiring the guy who played Boba Fett's dad? Where has he been these last twenty years? Oh yeah, to be the husband. Yeah, to play play Aquaman's daddy. Because and I, I was he watching. Was and I was so... like, I think that's Jango Fett. And I looked it up on IMDb. I was like, it is. Every time he walked down to the board, whatever the fuck pier, I was like, oh, this is so sad. You've never left your island. 
Because you're just waiting for your wife to come back. You know, uh, to to return to Nicole Kidman for a minute, I didn't... I thought this person looks very strangely like Nicole Kidman, but there's no way that's possible because she's 90. Then when it was in the credits, I was like, well, she's a vampire quite clearly. (laughs) Yeah. A beautiful, beautiful vampire who had an excellent fight scene. I was like, yeah, Yeah, Nicole, get it. You're kicking some ass. Okay. She's not 90, but she's like in her, I don't know, whatever. She's She's in her 50s, late 50s. Yeah. I accepted the fact that her son was only three years younger than her because I figured they're Atlantean. They're probably mm. like semi-immortal fish people. Yeah. What? I'm Sounds cool with it. Right. <laughs> I'll allow it this time. <laughs> but, I, I'm, I'm going to allow it. But I, I, to go back to it a yeah, little bit. Of course. I think I may... I, I don't know if it's been mentioned anywhere else. Probably has. But if uh, just to say, if this film had been made, again, 10 years ago, mm. then Patrick Wilson and Jason Momoa would be playing opposite characters. You know this. Oh. I agree with that too. Yeah, because because movies were shitty ten years ago to an extent. Yeah, but it's w- interesting that they went all white nationalists with the At- Atlanteans, don't you think? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, we're trying to just talk to people today with the problems they're experiencing today, or the joys they're experiencing. I guess if you were sided with the Atlanteans, which I don't know why you would. But but no, I, I think that's one thing that Marvel kind of does well. Mm-hmm. In their movies or comic books, is they tend to relate a little bit better with things going on, or it makes you feel like, oh, they might be really talking about this, or they're talking about something that happened historically back then, or whatever. And it's like, oh, wow, good job, DC, getting a little, because uh... usually they don't, or if they do, they don't do it super well. Like it was actually a very decent job of how they did that. I, yeah, mm-hmm. did then... I make it uncomfortable? I'm sorry. No, sure it's, it's okay. I mean, who doesn't want to talk about Nazis? Water no Nazis. One. Captain America, that too. Kill them all. Kill them all. Yeah, no shit. Oh, what was it? Someone someone on Twitter got into a fight with someone, and the only way the, the nationalist could respond back was he just sent an emoji of a snowflake. And so, and then the other guy, I think it was... Sorry, the- Nazi. I'm not the one who's offended by not white people existing. And they're... they're response was they just took a uh an emoji of the nazi symbol and just sent it back and then they stopped talking to them and i was just like damn i didn't know we had an emoji for that it does not surprise me either no i mean that's that's a valid point now i will say the battle at the end got a little hectic for me when aquaman showed up with the kraken thing Mm -hmm. like it became a little bit too much like transformers like bayhem i couldn't see there's a lot going on there's a lot going on the alien fish yeah well right like it looked like the one magma fish people that had mutated and they're on the fire side before aquaman shows up like did aquaman kill all those dudes yeah by bringing them up through where they were at again they were getting pretty heavily killed by by patrick wilson the brother mm. side but if they were any left are they are there any left now <laughs> like like i was just like jesus did they just wipe out all the people that were kind of on his side i don't know well they're covered in you know magma magma <laughs> hot magma they're crap Liquid people hot magma. they were cra- so they can <laughs> roll with it they're crap they can yes literally and, you know what? and if someone takes their their hard magma shell magma. they just crawl over and Lisa. steal another one <laughs> <laughs> 
So if you guys ever get a chance to see this, this is it, some guy. I think it's called his name is Z Frank. He does a YouTube channel. Z Frank. Z Frank. And he he does a really bad Morgan Freeman. Like I'm about ready to do. He's like, today we're going to watch the beautiful crab fish or whatever. And it's just so he sounds like, like the brain. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, wait a second. That's there's a little bit of a difference there. <laughs> Curses you. Um, but uh, but he does this really bad Morgan Freeman impression. But it's like an actual like like Planet Earth thing. But there's a there's a few different like little barbs in there, and it's like. Oh, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. but he says that it's like, look at that little fish swimming around. He's gonna I make for it. They have they have them for a bunch of them, but they have one worth the crab. And thing is, I am actually learning shit where the the crab wall line up over a new shell that they see, and they also start fighting for it. And but they, there's a very weird lining up that they do. So it's mm. like you're getting some. It's like the Daily Show. You're getting some jokes and you're learning something too. <laughs> wow. Wow. So wow. that's why they were out so long. They were all fighting over the same shell. Right. Uh-huh. Right. And so. That's that's really what they want, and then they realize that as brothers they could share a shell because we went back to Aquaman, right? We went back to Aquaman. I don't know. I think that's what we're on. Yeah, yes. I think we went back to Aquaman. That's why I was like, I think he Travis just went back to Aquaman. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> Octopus playing drums. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I knew. Yeah, I forgot when they do the big battle scene. He plays the, the, the weird. I was just like, the. I mean, cool. cool. Also, also, so is that what really happens to the shark population? They're all like under with the armies or whatever. All this rare fit. Because I just remember my dad was like, half those fish are probably dead right now, just because we were killing them. We <laughs> murdered life. them, we and murdered now we're their they're, king. They're not a lot, right? And it's like underwater. I was like, oh no, no, no. Uh, the Atlanteans stole them for their armies. They're probably living mildly peaceful lives until they fight, which is apparently every other day. <laughs> Because there's just an army yeah. of sharks, an army of really cool ass uh, uh, seahorses. Yeah. yeah, I did like a little mm-hmm. symbol, like you're riding a horse, which looked weird. Yeah, the so the whole plot to steal the brain, the sub, and like have the sub attack them while they were that talking, was weird. Too. I was like, Dolph Lundgren. You're not an idiot. How can you not know this is really convenient? And then when she was like, isn't this awful convenient? You're in on it. I was like, <gasps> betrayed. <laughs> so how could you, Delphine? So that did kind of bother me too. They get they they the sub blows up, it looks like, and then the sub fires at them later. But you see him get in the other ship and go up, and so they're like, wait a second. How did they do that? They didn't really establish like how he was doing that in the sub. So that's actually something that really bothered me when I was watching because his dad's drowning in the thing mm-hmm. and it blows up in that one little area and it's going down and it makes you look like it's it's going to blow up. And then I think the, the manta ray shuttle leaves the sub. Mm-hmm. Well, next time you see the sub, it gets blown up and then mana is back with the manta ray. How he's not. He. I think he was just delivering it. I don't think he was personally. But they were firing at the Atlanteans, though. So like, they used his magic technology. They didn't show that, or they didn't say that. Fill in the context. If they didn't, he's a technological genius, didn't you see? It's not paint by number. Putting things together and Uh, stuff. Atlantean technology and making it new. Well, yeah, but that's not Atlantean technology. That's a fucking submarine. <laughs> that's yeah, I, he can do it with other stuff too. Just accept it. I know. I have. That, that's you, you don't show it. It's not in the movie. More into question is how. I mean, it's clearly real life. How he is just so obtuse. He's just like, you're the bad person here. I'm like, you literally just murdered a bunch of submariners, sailors. Now, if <laughs> and you're that's like, a Marvel joke, pissy. Right? 
about this. Submariners. <laughs> I'm like, you let dust die. You're so horrible, Aquaman. You didn't save us. I'm like, you were literally murdering people. Like, shut up. Well, they don't matter. I don't know them. I know him. You murdered him. I know him. So you're the reason me. this bad thing happened. And I'm like, clearly this bad thing happened because you're a bad person. So do we have any other thoughts on Aquaman? We've only, I mean, we only, I mean, we only skimmed the surface kind of, I feel like with Aquaman, but yeah. overall I enjoyed it. It was a mm-hmm. lot of fun. I, yeah. I did have a lot of fun with the movie. I, I feel like with DC movies, you either go in like you're, there's a little bit more dread, like, like, <laughs> please don't suck. Please don't suck. It's right. kind of your mantra going in. Yeah. I please mean, don't put 12 movies into this one. Oh my God. Yeah. So I, I, saw, I finally saw Justice League <laughs> and I was just like, Superman shows up. That's fun. <sighs> and that was, and that was, I really liked, it. um, uh, well, fl- I liked the, the flash. flash, the characters, uh, I always do that too. Batman's Batman, Wonder Woman's Wonder Woman. Like the characters are for the most part of the characters. I did have a problem with Batman and Wonder Woman kind of giving googly eyes at each other, where it's the way it was shot. And like, it, it, they're make, trying to make it feel like, like they're kind of flirting with each other. And I was like, no, no, no I don't, no, no likey. No, no likey. No. But, but, and then I also, in my back of my brain, the, the film nerd in me was just like, oh, it's because Wonder Woman's big shit right now. Yeah. And they you need can to have her kind of. Yeah. feel where it's like oh this one must have been a rewrite because yeah why else would she talk right now yeah <laughs> or, or as an executive note like not necessarily a rewrite from zach or or, or even josh that josh joss 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 we done um that they put in there but no i just remember i was like superman shows up and they kind of fight each other and i was like jesus christ i mm. and then he shows up again wearing the, the the red white red yellow and blue and i was like yes and then he, he goes we're gonna talk about wait hold on people go save them he's like yeah and then he's smiling the whole time as he does it he saves the people and then he comes back and kicks some ass I was like Superman's in this movie he's not there long but he's there because he was fucking missing in the last two movies <laughs> Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman I just didn't think he was there I still haven't seen Batman vs. Superman oh, I, it's, it's okay I feel well, like I should because there's a yeah. part of me that's <laughs> That's a complete. Like, yeah, it's the sad mm. thing. And Wonder Woman's in it. But. Wonder Woman is the best part of the movie, and Batfleck is actually pretty good. I mean, he was good in Justice League, playing the character. The the writing for around him was not good, but I mean, like, but I really, well, I guess that's the problem I have with DC movies in general, and that's why I like Aquaman. Like it, it was having fun. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like oh yeah, there's that. Yeah, like like. I, like, even if you don't enjoy the movie, you can sometimes go, well, they had fun making it, and the, it kind of comes off as just, it's not what I'm in the mood to watch, or I'm not I'm not really enjoying their, their take on it, but I can tell that the movie's trying to have fun and trying to have let me have fun. It took yeah. itself a little bit less seriously than yeah. some of the other DC movies. Real, right. With, and, to its benefit, I think. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, because Wonder Woman had that thing where it's a very delicate line. Well, it's like Thor. Uh, both, of the, both of those movies are, a lot of the DC DC movies, I feel the characters are very like pantheon based, godlike powers. Yeah. So it's a harder line to walk. It's like a Hulk movie. It's really hard to do, and you may or may not do it right. And it's this tightrope walk, and if you can do it, it's it's great. But sometimes you have to kind of like, you know, 
take yourself a little bit less serious. Like some of the, like for me, I thought Wonder Woman, I was going to have a huge problem with the, the stuff on the island with the Amazons. And it's one, it's, and I, I love that when they're on the island with yeah, them. And, yeah. And same thing with this stuff. I thought the Atlantic stuff or like just Aquaman's powers. Oh, he's going to fucking talk to fish. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, it's, it's actually done kind of, I mean, the opening with the kids a little weird or a little cheesy, but like it pays off at the end when he talks to the, the beast, the sea beast and the Kraken thing. And I'm like, oh this was done kind of cool it wasn't done you know it was done in a fun way it wasn't done super serious and oh my god let's feel the weight of the entire world on our backs for this one yeah well and i think i think wonder woman and aquaman both had the right balance between like the super serious stuff and then the lighter moments just to kind of break the tension a little bit yeah and i hope dc keeps going in that direction i do too i Mm. think it'll be a better fit for them like just unclench their buttholes a little bit yes yes Yes, yeah. I 100, 100% agree yep. with that. Because there are some definite bunch butthole. There's a bunch hole and a butthole clenching <laughs> going on over there at DC before then. And you could say it's probably Zack Snyder. And I would say it's definitely Zack, Zack Snyder. Snyder. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, and I, I hate to say that too, because I would put him along with, with Michael Bay. And what I mean by that is that the shots are beautifully, they're really well done shot movies. Like, you, I, I will say that about a Bay movie. When the action scenes happening it's just beautifully shot the problem is that i don't care what's going on around it (laughs) or sometimes it's almost so beautiful that when it goes at normal speed you don't know what's going on because it's too much he fills every frame every part of the frame and then it's like wonder woman and, and aquaman it's like let's just slow down a bit let's enjoy things a little bit more let's get a little wacky with it and you're like thank god because what's the what's the next one i think the flash is next right or no wonder woman 2 then the flash yeah wonder oh. woman 1984 1984 yeah chris pine i'm looking forward oh to both god, of those chris pine, chris pine <laughs> comes back which yeah. of course is a source of mystery for everybody including chris yeah. pine's character because i just saw a, a picture of him in the mall and in, in the 80s clothes mall, oh, in the 80s yeah. clothes in the, yeah oh, in the yeah. joggers oh yeah the right. swish swish joggers. i think it's like with a yep. teal blue the light teal blue <laughs> they're like, disgusting yeah oh yeah totally yeah. but you're just like damn chris pine yeah you are which yeah <laughs> this is a perfect time to segue does anyone have anything else to say about aquaman i well, guess was great. no no you guess not do you have more <laughs> no okay no okay we just spent like 45 minutes on mary poppins but okay Wow. I'm getting wow. a little bit thing. of Spider-Man before I went. <laughs> uh, that's why I was going to say Chris Pine is the uncredited first Spider-Man. I know. Yes, I thought I recognized yes. his voice. I didn't know who it was. I was like, I was like, like that doesn't sound like Jay Johnson. So familiar. Who is that? Is that Chris Pine? And yeah, mm. as, as it kept going on, I was like, that's not Jake Johnson. Or is he really that good of an actor that he's, I was like, cause like, I like Jake Johnson. He's a funny guy, but he can't really do a lot with his no. voice. And so I, hmm. yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Cause I saw it with Casey May. I'm pretty sure I was like, <laughs> is that Chris? <laughs> <laughs> Wham! <laughs> you did oh. the mom check with him? What the hell? <laughs> I get really Was he in danger of his I get really excited when I watch movies. It's I mean, okay. Yeah, it's okay. I... It, it, yeah, it, it was because I'm watching. I was like, that, "That's not who is that?" I didn't realize who it possibly could have been up until right before he died, when he got killed by Kingpin, <laughs> uh, which was kind of a, a bummer. Because I was like, yeah. "Are they?" Because my first thought was, right as the crest, I was like, "Wait a second, Peter got killed, safe fighting the Green Goblin. How are they going to do that with this one?" Because they pretty quickly established that 
Peter Parker Spider-Man is a well-known. Yeah. He, they mm. don't know who's Peter Parker yet, but he's like well-known. He's a everyone's he favorite. He is Tobey Maguire. <laughs> yeah. He's I think yeah, the Tobey Maguire version. The yeah. blonde Tobey Maguire. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But his whole story is the, yeah, the Raimi Spider-Man. That was very funny though. Yeah. Which which is kind of a bummer. That and supposedly they wanted him to come. They thought for a second they wanted him to come in, and they're just like, "Well, we don't know." And so they got Chris Pine to do it. I approve of that choice. I'm not gonna the lie Chris though. Pine. I don't see Tobey Maguire having that much of a sense of humor. Like he has a little bit of a sense of humor about Spider-Man. I don't think he'd have enough to do a Christmas album because it's on YouTube. Yeah. They released the track like a day at a time, like right no. before Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> and the for only one they released was the Chris Pines one. And then they did like, the, another track of Chris Pine, another track, and then they have like four tracks of Jake Johnson's Christmas album version too. And all of them, you can tell all of them from Jake Johnson's Spider-Man, the, the comic book Spider-Man, the the lead one, the one from that's overweight. Yeah, he was just like he. Just, the, the joke is, I don't have time for this. Let's let's do this in one take. I told you I could do this in one take, and it's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like like, and there was one of them. It's like a lounge song, and he's just like, yeah, up next, yeah, yeah, Mary Jane's gonna sing, Mary Jane. No, you're not going to sing that. Yeah, that's right. You said not to even mention you. Okay. It's <laughs> really funny. Uh, if I can't, if I can remember Ooh. this, we'll put one of those videos in the show, or like one from Chris Pine and one from, from Jake Johnson in the so, show notes. But it's so funny. Is that why they got divorced? My thoughts exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was the straw. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. My wife likes to watch people sing, but like she went with me to a karaoke thing the other night, which she is not want to do. And she had ended up having fun but like she said to me it's like don't you dare ask me to get on stage <laughs> to sing because i will not do it and and i and i know my wife well enough and be like oh i don't fucking do that <laughs> <laughs> i don't or uh, uh that's grounds yeah. for divorce so let's not mm. do that and i didn't and we're still married uh, so, <laughs> to this day <laughs> we're still married to this day so I'm they didn't have it. that rapport in the uh, christmas album, I, I don't clearly. i don't yeah they didn't have that or actually they probably just didn't have the voice actress there <laughs> <laughs> it's like, do we really want to edit her in? No, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but just the fact that they got both of those guys to do that. And more Chris Pine. Jake Johnson's a comedian. He'll do fucking whatever. You know what I mean? On some mm-hmm. level. But Chris Pine, I don't ever sit there and go, let's hear you sing a Christmas album. Now do it as Spider-Man. <laughs> I just don't like, I don't even see him doing it. As, he probably would now. I think he probably would. But like, even if they said, do it as Captain Kirk, he probably, I don't know. I just couldn't see him going, yeah, sure. Let's do this. I just can't. Which kudos to Chris Pine. Yeah, because that yeah, kudos. Like that's awesome. Hmm. Yeah, I, I totally loved it. Now, so Spider Verse is about Miles Morales becoming the new Spider. It's really his origin movie, but they mm-hmm. did something really clever where Phil Miller and Chris Lord made it about all the different Spider Men, which was kind of mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, they combined like four different comic book stories into one, and was actually very. I think it's the best, one of the best movies of the year. I, I think, and the yeah. art. Yeah. yeah, it was really, and good. I did. Not expected. Really yeah, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. Like I have the story that it was based after Into the Spider-Verse by Dan Slott, 
And I'm just like, okay, first off, that came out last year. We don't need that story yet. <laughs> and then, like, I was like, it, it's like, oh, they're going to put other Spider-Man? Like, that's just so cliche. It's like generations. Do we need the next generation cast with Captain Kirk? We do, really don't. And then I was like, so it's like a passing of the baton. I don't need that. Not really. Like, the thing I like, if you read the comic books, is Miles Morales got the baton passed to him, like, 100 issues in from Peter Parker when he got cloned or something. And you're like, you know what I mean? Like, he, he was very firmly established as the new Spider-Man. Yeah. So, I don't... My first thought was, this movie's going to be horrible. <laughs> and so, I was just so, so very happy and surprised. It was just not that. Yeah, honestly, the first trailer, I was like, this doesn't look good. It doesn't. But it, then the second trailer was better. And then I started hearing everyone's like, oh, no, this is really, really good. good. I'm kind of glad I, I never it. had any of this background at all. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's, it's interesting. Like, in, what, in terms of the comic book or just even the comic trailer? book? I mean, I... Yeah. I mean, I knew the basic story yeah. of Miles Morales becoming Spider-Man, but I didn't have all of the, you know, I, other stuff. Yeah. I've been, matter of fact, I, I just stopped reading Spider-Man because I, well, it's, it's expensive to read comic books, um, mm. to buy, buy an issue per month. And Spider-Man comes out like two or three times a month. Mm. So you're buying a lot of books. Yeah. That's and, how they get you. Oh, no, it is. But it's one of the few books that Marvel does. It's like two or three a month. It's the only title that they do that. So you're getting a, you're buying a lot. And if you don't, Anyway, uh, Slot left the book. Like he, he had like was it almost two hundred, three hundred issues of, of the last fifteen years or so, wow. and then he moved on to another thing. And Bendis moved over to Superman, so Bendis is no longer Miles. And so I've, my one friend told me, oh, Ultimate Spider-Man's amazing, and I was like, oh, it's just a movie tie-in to me because it started when the, the Raimi Spider-Man started. And I thought, oh, that's bullshit. I don't really want to see a movie tie-in. And it's like, no, it's really good. God damn it. And so then when Miles Morales kept going, my first thought was. Oh, I want to see Miles Morales and Spider Man. They're just, uh. and then I was like, God damn, it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> and so at that point, I realized like if Bendis or Slot do move on to anything else, I will gladly follow them. And I am. Yeah. I am now reading Superman, which I never thought I would, and that's actually mildly yeah. good. I like that they had them on speed dial in the, in the movie. Yeah, they yeah. had Bendis. They had Kirby. They didn't have Lee, I didn't think, but they had Pacelli, who is the artist of of the first artist of Miles Morales, uh, Sarah yeah. Pacelli, which was really cool. And supposedly she's a voice in the movie somewhere too, which I don't know. But uh, and can we also talk about that Stanley cameo as the best Stanley cameo possibly? Uh, it's no, no this uh, is a sad. happy set. It's a happy set. Okay, sorry, it, I didn't know it was like a no questionable because <laughs> I saw your face and I was like, she looks like she's happy sad, and then yeah, yeah. Like sweet and sour, <laughs> a little sweet and a little sour. Mm. In a nutshell. <laughs> Yes. Well, I would contend that this movie is, I mean, it is not only standalone fantastic. I think it's a contender for the best Spider-Man movie, period. I will agree with that. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I agree with that. And because it takes everything you love about Spider-Man and, and things that you may not know about Spider-Man. Like, some people might not know of Spider-Man 2099. And some people and, might not know that they needed Spider-Man more in their life, voiced by <laughs> Nicolas Cage. <laughs> and then pretty much started crying in the theater laughing so hard. <laughs> like so, uh, I watched the new Ducktales, and the girl who plays uh, she's a girl. It's the new character. She's the nephew or niece of uh, it's the niece. It's not a nephew because she's a girl. The niece of Magic of Dispel. She's the voice of Penny Parker. She's like, oh, Kanichiwa, whatever. And I was just like, 
oh my god, are you serious? This is so cool. <laughs> like, I was just like, like the voice chaser in me was like, that's awesome. I don't know her name, but I know who that is. Nice. And then John Mulaney as Spider Ham. Spider Ham, a character I never <laughs> thought I wanted to see more of. Right? <laughs> and then I was like, yes, I love it. Yeah. So, continue. So yep. I will, this is how I gauge movies sometimes, is my wife's responses. It was like, because I started hearing more good reviews, and I was mm-hmm. just like, oh, I'm getting kind of excited for this movie, and I don't want to because, yeah. And then uh, what ended up happening, and she's like, what's the trailer? I don't, I don't know if I want to see it. And, and the trailer, the big thing about the trailer was, I'm Spider-Ham, the water on my hand is, I just washed my hands in the bathroom. And, and she's like, I don't think I'm going to enjoy this movie. And, 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 and she ended up, she's like, it was really good. And I was just like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Yeah, that I mean, the whole movie was just so good. And now, who here had problems with their eyes adjusting to the film? Because it was a little... Well, uh, here's the thing. Did you guys see it in 3D? No. no. I didn't either. No, I get queasy Why? and motion sick when I see 3D movies, so I don't. Well, some there's a lot of people... Every once in a while, a movie comes out that comes out in 3D. They're yeah. like, you should see this in 3D. And I haven't heard it in a while, and except for this one. It's, I already saw it, though. But they said everything just pops more. Because it's so hard to see otherwise, right? It's so, you know, well, muted out. The Well, I will say, too, the it, it took me a bit to pay attention to what was going on. Mm. Just because my eyes weren't, wasn't used to how the art style was. Like, yeah. And I knew that going in, but like even when you watch it at home, it, it looks like they tamed it down a bit. Like, so it looks like a comic book. Mm-hmm. But like sometimes it looks like there's like a duplicate image overlaying it a little bit. It, looks, it almost looks like pre-3D without being 3D. Mm. So like, like when Miles is just walking to school like I had a hard time like just like my eyes were kind of overloaded first it took me a while to get used to it and actually I thought my eyes were fine and then I realized directorially it stopped doing that when Spider-Man got killed because the the weird thing happened where all the Spider-Men started appearing and mm. or the 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 pulse went out through the city yeah and ever since then the until he starts becoming spider Marl starts becoming more Spider-Man-ish then it starts going more into the more more crazy style mm. that it started off with which I thought was interesting but I really had a hard time with it for a yeah. while mm. But but I will say it was I would not trade that for anything. I thought that style was really unique to the movie, and I don't know if you guys heard Sony is thinking about copywriting that, so yeah. no one can ever do it. And I think they won the trademark copyright thing on that. Mm. Yeah. Which, I mean, damn. But so like a normal animated movie, I think they said takes like like one scene of like thirty seconds could take up to like maybe two to three weeks. For Spider Man, it took like I think a month. Wow. Just because where month of people working on it because they have to do all the different stuff in the scene to make it pop more which I thought was really cool but before Jessica left uh, the Stan Lee cameo is what I I mean that was amazing did you guys uh, did you guys see Wreck-It Ralph 2 no, I, I I don't know who I was talking telling this to, but Stanley died like a few days before Wreck-It Ralph two came out, and he has a cameo in the movie, mm. and so everyone was like Stanleyo. It was just a bummer, and so then this one we're watching Spider Verse, and then he he has the the whole point of Spider Man, which is anyone can be behind the mask. Yeah, go ahead, take the mask, kid. You you need it. Everyone can be Spider Man. You're just like. <laughs> Because we don't accept refunds. <laughs> and, and, well, yeah, and that's the joke. Yes. Yeah. But like but but the whole but the whole point was just like Stan Lee is no longer here. But yeah. 
Because he was Spider-Man, and I would say. I think he, more than some of the other characters, he was Spider-Man. Like, his wife was named Gwen. Mm. Or I think it was Gwen. But Gwen, I know for a fact Gwen Stacy is based after his wife. Oh, wow. And it was supposed to she be She was thrown wife. off a bridge? Yeah. Too soon? Sorry. No, it's okay. No, it's okay. Um, I didn't... So that's the one thing they didn't talk about, really, in this movie, I will say, is that... None of the Peters really looked at her and were just like, Gwen Stacy. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. Gwen Stacy's kind of a major marker in all the Spider-Man's life. Major yeah. marker for Peter Parker? Peter Parker. Well, there's... So this is weird. Nerd moment. In the Spider-Into the Spider-Verse books, Gwen Stacy, Spider-Gwen is kind of throwing off a lot, all Spider-Man war, all the different Spider-Men, except for Spider-Ham, just because, and not Miles, because Miles, because Gwen Stacy's still alive in that universe, but yeah. as a clone. So everyone else is kind of freaked out by her, because it's like, you're alive? Like, you're... Jesus, you you got thrown off a bridge and you died. Like it's a huge, horrible moment in all our lives, and it's just. And of course, that's the joke. Is like, even in 1920s New York, it was a bad. Yeah, she got thrown off a bridge. Yeah, it happened here too. <laughs> like, oh, like it's a moment they can all kind of relate to and whatever. And so they didn't really go over this at all. And I know it's it's not really done a lot in the movies. It's only done in that shitty, Amazing Spider-Man two movie. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Also, so many Spider-Man, so many so little point they did not also and i was glad about this in the trailer they did not have doc ock in the movie in the trailer yeah. which i was really because yeah. i was like she seemed like who is she she's evil like i'm, I'm she's a big, someone she's so someone. that was a surprise it was a surprise and this was, isn't something that was in the comic oh yeah. but not necessarily so there is the second doctor octopus which is a female version mm-hmm. but it's not octavia whatever Octavius Octavia Octavius or whatever like she is in the movie yeah like it's like but that was but like it wasn't even the trailer like Mm -hmm. because a lot of the scenes of her like chasing them in the woods like every time they they release clips of that like it's like everyone Miles remain cool pick a bagel and you know he's like all right run and they do that whole thing she's mm-hmm. right behind them yeah you don't see that on the clip you just see them jumping off and web slinging and then gwen webs them and seals the computer yeah and then the whole clip is like there's like five more minutes of shit going down mm-hmm. and, and so like which is nice because i i complain i have as i feel movies today do not have like they spoil shit in the trailer yeah um like look you can mislead me and i'm fine with that mm-hmm. but if you if you if you ruin a surprise in the in the movie like there were legitimate surprises in this movie that i i just had no idea and it it made it a thrill to watch because you're like i don't know where this movie's going at Mm. this point like are they going to win and save the day yes but like to what extent (laughs) but what path are they going to take yeah which path are they going to take is it going to be miles or is it going to be miles and peter is it going to be all of them like can they i mean i guess they can kill the robot and they kind of do you know what i mean like how is this going to play out because yeah. they did technically kill Spider-Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of important. So you're just like, well, what else are they going to do? And, and they also killed off Mr. Fix, Mr. Fisk's family in, in the main universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, they're not shy of talking about death. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and again, it's a comic book movie. You are suspending my disbelief long enough that it could happen. Yeah. Which is, which is nice. Any other thoughts on Spider-Man? or? 
I felt many things. I felt all of the feelings, all of them. All of them? Like happy feelings and sad feelings. I cried. I thought of Key and Peele at one point during a sad part. Why did you F'd up AA run? Yeah. So so please explain that because I love Key and Peele. And and there's a part of me goes, did I feel that way too? But then I'm like, no, wait, I I don't know. No, because my head's a messed up place. So when Uncle Aaron dies. Oh, yeah. And like that was just like, whoa, didn't see that coming. Like, whoa. (laughs) So, so many feelings. But then I was like sad because my uncle and he's really sad and I was crying. But at the same time, like his name's Aaron. Oh, you done messed up, eh, eh, Ron? (laughs) Okay, I get it now. It took me a second. Yeah. Yeah. So fun fact for that, voiced by Donald Glover. Who I could not tell was yeah. Donald Glover. I had no and idea. He, everyone wanted him to play that. Miles Morales. Okay. Yeah, uh, and he did. He did the voice of Miles Morales in the the, the Disney Marvel car- Spider Man okay. cartoon. But if people, I don't know if you guys remember, there was a huge social media thing where it's like Donald Glover should be Spider Man. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Like Miles Morales, Spider Man, and everyone was like, yeah. So and apparently there's a clip of that in the movie of the shot from Community where he wakes up in the Spider Man jammies, nice. like live action, like they didn't animate it. It's just in. One mm. of the shots. Yeah. Um, nice. Right? Do you guys remember the show Clone Clone High? No. It's created by Phil Moore and Chris Miller and Bill Lawrence from Scrubs. Okay. It's, it was on MTV, and it's, it's a bunch of clones of, like, Abraham Lincoln, Gandhi, Cleopatra, and they, but they're living in the 90s high school. High concept, yeah. Like you do. Yeah. Like you do. But, but they had a shot, like, one of the billboards, they had a, a screen of, um, mm-hmm. of, like, JFK. K and one of the other clones, but oh yeah, all the feelings. A Aaron as the Prowler was man, was so good. Oh God, that what I I so many tears. I cried because well, I was like, they're not going to kill him. So many tears. I, I don't think they're going to kill him because he's kind of the reoccurring bad guy. And I mean, well, they kind of kill him off in the comic books, but he comes back. Like mm-hmm. Bendis brought him back, and that was the big thing is that he always made his uncle turn out good. Like, so yeah. even though he was doing all this horrible stuff, um, and they would fight. Like, it wasn't like Norman and Peter, where Norman was just like, I want to fucking kill you and ruin your life. Like, he's just like, why are you fighting? Why can't you just let this go? And it's like, because you're my uncle, I want you to do the right thing. Yeah. And then he would, and then it would accidentally escalate, and then bad things would happen. But then he would always realize he was wrong and help Miles out. Yeah. And the same thing happened in the movie. And it, But, I mean, he died, but it was like, oh. So good, man. That was, yeah. Now the the scorpion was weird. Uh, I'm a comic book fan, so the scorpion was a little messed up. And how they had him in the movie, it was like a half actual scorpion thing. I don't know. That was weird to me. But again, not like a deal breaker. Mm. <laughs> I didn't sit there and go, "Oh, that's not fair." I mean, but what what other feels did you have in that movie? All of them. What 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 what, what, what kind? I mean, oh, well, yes, all of them. Was there jealousy? Because that's a feel. Mm, yeah. uh, I, I don't think I felt jealousy. Okay, I, I was. I don't. I had no idea. That was. I was just reaching out for. Like I thought, I really, I liked the relationships in that, like yeah. between Miles and his dad, and like the the push and pull there, and mm-hmm. you know, and then and his uncle, and then like the dad and the uncle, and then 
just like I thought the the family relationships were really well done. Aunt May was a badass, and I liked yeah, that. Really, so Tom? Oh, much. You know, uh, there is. I, I saw a thing. I don't yeah. know what it was, but it was. It might have been. Who was it? Someone on Twitter said something about. You know, I always wondered why is it that they always depict Aunt May like she's ninety. Most people's aunts aren't that old. It's because of how the original comic book was. The original comic book, she was really, really old. It was actually Bendis and Ultimate Spider-Man that made her, like, you know, a woman in her, like, early early to mid-40s. Yeah. Who mm-hmm. um, was just like, you know what? My hair's gone gray. I don't really give it. I don't give a shit about that. So mm-hmm. my hair's gray, and I'm cool with it. And that's and that's how she was. Yeah. And then Ben Ben died. As a matter of fact, yeah, they also kind of said too that she, her and Ben may or may not have been kind of hippieish. Mm-hmm. So like he was rocking like a ponytail and stuff when he when he got killed. And but again, that doesn't matter. Like he, she's still the same character. It's actually very close to well, maybe not as close as to Marisa Tomei's <laughs> Aunt May, where she. She's kind of like hot Italian Hi, Aunt, Aunt May. May. Like, yeah. Hello, Aunt May. <laughs> Hello, May. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that's it's it's interesting because everyone has her as the frail old woman. Yeah. And that's what they that's what they went with on uh, on Raimi's Spider-Man, too. Yeah. And, and I like that not only was she – she was, like, fully informed. Like, she knew exactly, you know, all about Spider-Man. Like, oh, yeah. She knew – all of that stuff, and she was badass. She could take care of herself. She, she could which, hold her own. Which was actually a nice thing they they that they did do with Bendis is that yeah when, when and she didn't really know about him until he died until Peter died yeah and then she became well she was always kind of badass because shit with some villains would just show up like they always do and, yeah and she would get kidnapped or something and but and she took care of herself but th- I think they took a page from that because when Miles became Spider Man it's kind of like in the movie she's like I think you need these. <laughs> Hmm. Take some web shooters. Yeah, he he probably need those if you're really going to be Spider-Man. And I think Peter would like you to have it. Same kind of thing. And kind of tough, hard, hard as nails girl. The only difference is she had a support system of Mary Jane and the Gwen Stacy clone. And then Peter was friends with Bobby, the Iceman from mm. X-Men. Yeah. And so they were all living together. And so in an apartment. So it was like Aunt May saw a support system, but she yeah. was bad enough yeah. just on her own. She didn't need anybody. You'll have to forgive me. I haven't actually read any no, it's Marvel okay. comics since 1996. No, so. you're perfectly fine. <laughs> no, no, you're perfectly fine. Like I, I like right now. I've like well, I switched. I switched over to Slot Fantastic Four, which is yeah. really good because. When I would read his Spider-Man, the Fantastic Four would show up. You could tell he had a lot of fun writing them. And it just felt like what you want from the Fantastic Four. Like, the, all the quips are there. They had, you know, some some little family fighting. But, you know, you could tell they loved each other. And the way that they wrote Spider-Man being a part of that family was really important, too. And I, yeah. I loved how he did that. So I, I jumped over to that one. Hmm. Um, and it's really good. But I, I don't know. Like, I will say the ultimate Spider-Man line, if you do read a Marvel book, is pretty... It, it kind of smells like a 90s comic book, though, in terms of, like, what's hip and cool. Mm-hmm. Like, Bendis is very dialogue-heavy, in my opinion. So, like, the origin takes of Spider-Man takes about six issues because there's a lot of pe- kids talking about their feelings and stuff like that. So it's there, so by the time shit starts going down, like, you really care about Peter. And, mm-hmm. and like, he makes the move that he tells Mary Jane by, like, issues six, seven, or eight that he's Spider-Man. And it's, I mean, it's, it's a great issue. And then the next whole issue is just them talking about how they always liked each other. And 
him, what does it feel like? And he just talks to, I mean, it's just him talking for the most of the issue. And you're just like, never thought I would want an issue of just that. <laughs> but, but that's what I'm saying. It, also, it always depends on the writer. And when it's done well. And when it's done well. Yeah. yeah. And I, I do feel like now slot is a little bit more of a, I have, I have 20 pages to tell a story. I'm going to have a bunch of shit blow up. And it's a typical Marvel comic book. But mm-hmm. um, I will say Bendis' stuff is actually, for the most part, pretty. Not to say he can't do that either. It's, a, it's really enjoyable. So if you do, Ultimate Spider-Man is the way to go. But, yeah. Well, you as a comic writer, though, what did you what did you think of, of Spider-Verse? I mean, you, you liked it, but like, what was, what was your favorite stuff in the movie? That's one of the things that I would say about it being one of the best Spider-Man movies in my mind is yeah. that I think it had more deeper character development than any of the ones that I've seen to this point. Yeah. You know, I mean, they went deep. They did. I think. And I can say that not just... I would say that of, I mean, like motivations, it's 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 weird to see a cartoon movie that's more complex than a live action movie. But I mean, I would even go so far as, you know, with Kingpin on that one in that yeah. they didn't just make him just, he ain't, I mean, it was, it resurrected elements of um, Vincent D'Onofrio's yeah. uh, Kingpin, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. It's like for the level of messed up in that guy's head yeah. and what he was willing to do and why it never felt random it, it, right well it's one of the things i really liked and when slots take was that he really did love his family at the end of the day yeah and it's something that mm-hmm. uh, when the kingpin premiered that was a, a priority for him when they first wrote kingpin and fighting spider-man mm-hmm. in the original books was that yeah like look i don't care if i get arrested but my family is off limits yeah if you fuck with my family i will i will destroy you mm-hmm. yeah. um, and because and i'm and, and that the joke is is like oh you're going light on me now Sure you are, and and of course yeah, and da- then it then he became a daredevil villain, but mm-hmm. um, but I mean yeah, and here like some of the stuff where yeah he really is pining for his like, it's one of those things where you do kind of feel bad for the villain, you know, because they're not well, to an extent like you you see a little bit more from their viewpoint, which is always a nice thing to see with the villain, you know what I mean? Because the villain's never the villain in their own eyes, right? Right, and it's not just like I'm a bad guy, I'm going to do stuff, I'm going to kill Spider Man and do this like. I have a hole in my life and it's because my wife and child aren't here. I'm going to get them from another universe and it's going to fill the void and everything's going to be perfect again. And it's, you you feel for them a little bit. Well, I don't think, well, the thing is, I don't think the point is to feel for them because what they're doing is pretty awful and heinous. It makes them more interesting because you know why, you know? Well, it humanizes it them humanizes to an extent. Them. So, yeah. like, I don't sit there and go, I want Kingpin to win. Right. But, like, I do sit there and go, oh, that's kind of a bummer. Like, if I was in that position... He makes I, sense now. He makes a little bit more sense of, like, mm-hmm. why he does the things he does. Like, not... Uh, yeah, he humanizes him on some level, and it makes him, like, oh, geez. Well, I, there's a part of you that goes, you know, as long as he doesn't win, I hope there's a way that he can get what he wants without killing the whole universe yeah and not killing spider-man like it's one of those kind of situations it's you know but but you know he's not on some level and or he does and he fails anyway because the 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 wife and child see him and they see him being the shit out of miles and doesn't work out for him right which of course that's the lesson of evil never pays but just ask uncle aaron that was a good call. Okay. Now, th- there was a scene in there that I actually would like to, to ask about to yeah. get your take on. Uh, yeah. This was interesting to me. It was right... It was during... 
it was when his powers were just were starting to manifest when he was down in that under you know underneath New York in that like just down there in the subway in the sewers yeah, yeah yeah when he was like just starting to glitch out because of what the the, the spider had done and then there's a moment where he's looking at the the blank wall and all of a sudden it just like blinks up like a screen that says look out you hear the whisper and then that's the point where spider-man and the green goblin just smash through the wall was that meant to be like an early indicator to us of how his spider sense works Possibly, yes. Right. Well, wait a you, second. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. So, now, I haven't seen it. I, I saw it when it first came out, so I will admit I'm, I need to, and I want to watch it again. Mm-hmm. He got bit, and then he saw the fight with Spider-Man, right? Yes. Okay, so then yes, that is exactly yeah. Because I thought, yeah, and it was done in a very comic booky way, which which was yeah, which is very much yeah. It had like the weird little I don't even know what you call it, the weird little zigzag lines, and then you just hear you hear look out and see look out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but yes, I would say that's exactly because Raimi's version of it was things kind of slow down like the matrix and Mm -hmm. he can kind of see things really fast before they happen and and again it's because you're trying to visualize something Mm -hmm. that's not a comic book and of course you have more room to do that and I feel like I feel Mm -hmm. like that's maybe why they did it that way now I, I wasn't sure if that was the effects of like whatever that device was that just bleeding through the walls, or if it was oh, him, yeah. or it if it's him. if it was us suddenly in for a moment inside his head seeing how that's starting to manifest that spider sense. I I feel it's that's how it's starting to manifest. Yeah, and it's an it, it was very yeah. cool. Yeah, oh, it was. oh yeah, and I really like too how they didn't really make him um, just. He wasn't Spider-Man right off the bat, like yeah. not not in a typical way. It's like <laughs> he well, had to learn how to be the Spider-Man, right? Which was nice, and also uh, the comic book Spider-Man needed to relearn how to be to enjoy what he's doing, yeah, and and, yeah. Ca- and care, yeah. Because I mean, here's the thing: Peter cares about people. Well, at least I'm from what I took, which I really liked, is that he's just got beat up way too much by life. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he's still going to do Spider-Man, he's still going to save everybody, but you know what? a little belly and he's just <laughs> not caring as much as he as he used Cause, to because he's he's a sad bachelor now like he's gone through the divorce yeah and here's the thing about jake johnson he always plays the lazy character really well the mm-hmm. lazy like schlumpy character the end of the show may not be as great but new girl he plays nick miller and he is literally, that's technically the same. He plays that character in every movie, kind of. Yeah. Mm. I would like to be proven wrong. I've not seen another movie where he's not played a character like that. But, you know, it's kind of, they're not always there Some at some point. Mm-hmm. Or they're kind of lazy about how they get what they want. And mm-hmm. they learn lessons and stuff like that. And, yeah. But, yeah, so I, I'm just, like, that's why I was like, because my first thought is, I was we were saying earlier, I didn't think the movie looked good. I was like, Jake Johnson's not Spider-Man. I can't, like, <laughs> I'm hearing the trailer. And I'm like, that doesn't sound right to me. Like, they only, and granted, they only show me, like, one or two shots of him talking in the trailer. Mm-hmm the first trailer where he's like this fry is your universe see it's soggy whatever ew I don't like it and then this crunchy one well defined fry that's my universe and that's all you got and I was just Mm -hmm. like that is not no that is not (laughs) Spider-Man and then when I watched him I was like oh yeah this is totally (laughs) (laughs) Spider-Man like like, they totally won me over and I'm totally on board but like that's uh, 
Oh, yeah. I really... Man. And he's from Earth-616, which that's apparently a Marvel thing. I I have problems following, but on the screen where it shows all the different universes, mm-hmm. the initials, they said E-616, and that's where the Jake Johnson Spider-Man's from. So that means he's the comic book version, ah, which nice. is kind of cool. And then, yeah, Chris Pine is the Raimi version. Oh, okay. okay. Supposedly. All right. So, yeah. What else, what else did you think of, of the movie? Oh, you put me on the spot now. Becky, vamp. <laughs> Um, I don't because now all I hear is you done messed up, A. A. Ron. You done messed up, A. A. Ron. So bad. I'm sitting in the theater. I'm crying. Uncle Aaron's dead, and he was the bad guy, but he loved me. And then in my head, I hear you done messed up, A. A. Ron. Like, oh my god, I'm going to hell. And then you started laughing, and then you're just like. Why are you laughing? Nothing's funny is happening yet. Oh, Spider of Ham's there. It's okay. This is one of the things. Actually, one of the things I liked is that, and uh, the Spider-Man Homecoming did this too, is they actually came up with a good reason for how he got such an awesome costume. It's like, in other movies, in the especially in the um, Raimi version, the Raimi version is they like he really. just makes it. Where they, did it come from? Never. That's a valid. That's that is something like. I feel like Raimi took his time doing a lot of things in those movies, and I thought for the better. But that was one of them. I was just like, it's a cool transition where it shows him drawing on the on the pad the different costume designs. Mm-hmm. Which was done by I think John Romana Senior, mm-hmm. the, the original Spider-Man yeah. artist. And you're like, cool. And then he draws the Spider-Man costume, and it zooms in on the Spider-Man logo, and then it's him on the costume. And you're like, wait, how did he get that? <laughs> like, it's yeah. a total like, wait a second. I'm with you 100. Yeah, that. not to mention he's a photography student, not like a arts and crafts guy. Well, that's what I'm saying. The rest of that movie, Raimi's version, they really take a lot of time to go. He's really poor. Life is not easy for him. Like, he, the only reason he has a nice apartment is because of harry like (laughs) like like like, they they Mm -hmm. take their time to establish all this but it's like yeah where's did he crowdfund this thing yeah that would that would (laughs) be funny actually that would be really funny is that if the new spider-man would crowdfund this (laughs) he's like i'm shorting i'm shooting a short uh, and we need costumes and whatever Mm -hmm. uh please fund ancillary just to fund a a costume and and then it's he does the peter parker thing where he takes video of himself (laughs) in the costume sweet effects dude (laughs) (laughs) well everybody i cracked into the spider-verse too um, there you go. For the the new Spider-Man, I don't know who it is yet, but uh, or or here's the twist: he'll be an evil Spider-Man. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Um, there we go. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Marvel, you have my number. Give me a call. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, that, no, that always bugged me, but I and I like they don't really. No, they kind of go in the comic book, but I really like how Miles got his costume. Yeah. Too, um, yeah, you know, just very much a yeah. It's one of Peter's old costumes, and mm-hmm. he just spray painted. And then he it. made it his own. Made it his yeah. own. I was like, yeah, because I think in the Ultimate book, it's like Nick Fury gives him his his thing because mm. he's on the map and he's been doing Spider-Man mm-hmm. stuff. And I think I think Aunt May or someone's like, you need a different costume because it's probably not in good form. You're in a 
like a Halloween shop costume of Spider-Man saving people. and Because that's actually how you meet him as Spider-Man in the comics. Mm -hmm. He stops a robbery from going down and then people start booing him. It's like, how dare you? That poor Peter Parker teenager just died and you're like disrespecting him. He's like, I'm just trying to do the right thing. And then he takes his mask off and realizes it's a little Latino black boy crying. He's like, I'm just trying to do the the right thing. He's like, maybe this isn't bad taste. And you're just... And then Mm. Nick Fury, I I think it's... Yeah, he gives it to him later. So the costume is good. Spider-Gwen... How do you guys feel about the relationship, like the the kind of romance thing they were doing between Miles and Spidey Gwen? Am I supposed to be against it? Because I'm not. No, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't know how I. I mean, I know how I feel, but how do you guys feel? I thought it. I thought it. Okay, granted, I do not read the Spider-Man comics. Of course, my of course. entry into Spider-Man is the various cartoons from when I was a kid, yeah. and then from the, the one from the 90s, which I watched with my brother. Oh, that one was great. Oh my god, it was so Not the one good. from the 60s where everyone's just pointing? Yeah. Which, <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, can I just say, I love the fact that they're like, I think this may be the most expensive part of the movie. <laughs> like, literally, because they actually took the original animated cells that they could find, wow. or they oh digitally gosh. recreated them, and painfully did everyone... <sighs> And oh then you need to translate gosh. that to to film, like to a film, like film, because I think animation for TV is done at a lesser frame per second. Yeah. yeah. So then you have to translate that and fix that in the process and to make mm. it look oh more. Oh my gosh. And I think there's another thing where this whole movie was done differently. So like the characters are not animated in the normal full frames. Mm-hmm. Like the scene where they're running with the bagel. Peter is in the front of t- running towards the camera. He's at like 36 frames per second mm-hmm. while Miles is at 15 or 24. It's something very... While the rest of the film is running at a normal frame mm-hmm. per second, so it looks unique to itself, right? And so, but they did that whole thing though. It's completely like they had to make it fit whatever they were doing there. <laughs> oh so my gosh. they're like, should we have this? Should we really do this? And so he's like, well, if you want to do it, you can do it. And he's like, well, then we're gonna do it. I think it <laughs> because was... it's one of the best memes on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> All of the the post movie post credit scenes I've yeah. ever seen, I think that wins. That's my favorite that, one. It was a good. Well, my my favorite part is is my wife has no idea who Spider Man because I don't think in the nineties version they tell you who Spider Man twenty ninety nine is. I don't Not really think so. Yeah, like if growing up in the nineties, it was like if you read the books or mm-hmm. heard of the books, it's like oh. Spider-Man 2099, woohoo! And when he shows up, and then they start doing the pointing thing, I was like, "This is the fucking greatest thing <laughs> since Spider since Spider-Ham showed up." In the movie. And, my wife, and my wife was like, "Well, it's funny, but like, who is that? Is that another Spider-Man?" I was like, "Oh yeah, it's Spider-Man 2099." I'm actually kind of shocked they're still doing Spider-Man 2099. Didn't they cancel it? They did. And Dan Slott, being a big fan of all the different Spider-Mans, brought him back for storyline. And then, of course, people were like, we want a Spider-Man 2099 book. And so he's like, uh, they brought Peter David in, who was the writer, creator. Of, and they so then they spun him off into his own series. Oh, where, my gosh. Where he's now in current day New York. Uh, oh. But it, it's, I mean, I read a few issues of it. Then it was just one of those things where it's like, I like it, but I don't want to... I'd rather read a trade paperback or something. Yeah. Mm. So I, I stopped buying it. But it was it was really good. Like mm. it tied really nicely into what Dan Slott was doing with his, but it wasn't interfering. It was it was really good. But weird story is that Peter David didn't know he was in the his 2099 was in the movie. And so they had the, a conference for the Marvel writers and artists and whatever who worked on Spider-Man through the years. And right in the back, you just hear, woo, fuck 
yeah. And it was Peter David because yeah. 2099 showed up. He was like, yes. He was like, yes. And, and, you know, I was just like, man, that's so cool. Good for those guys. Because yeah. that's a character you don't expect to show up in a movie. Oh. I'm sure the 67 Spider-Man guy was just like, wow, our shitty Spider-Man's in this movie. If he's still alive. I, I don't know. I do know that in the comic book version of Into the Spider-Verse, they brought in, uh, so there's Spider-Man mm-hmm. 67, and then in the 80s, when we were growing up, there was Spider-Man and his amazing friends, which yes. is Iceman and Firestar. Firestar, yeah. Yeah. Well, they in the comic book, Slot brought them back, because he's like, I grew up on that stuff. So he nice. threw them, like, he threw every version of them Granted, they all died horrible <laughs> because they're cartoons. They can't really defend themselves like normal Spider-Man, or you know what I mean. Like that's kind of the joke. But like, yeah, it was really, it was really cool. What did uh, so everyone? Everyone thought the romance thing was was. I thought it was great, but my yeah. first thought was, oh, they're gonna make them do that thing. And I was like, oh, it's kind of cute. It's cute. It is, but then it couldn't last because she well, had to go back. The to longest her. distance relationship possible. Yeah. That's right. And I also like, too, that, I mean, it's very obviously they're going to do a sequel because at the end of the movie, that was a flash forward, a cut forward in time where the portal opens above Miles in bed and it's like, Miles, and it's Spider-Gwen. And you're just like, yay! Mm. But also, mm. <laughs> How's that happening? How's, the, how's that happening? Because that also means bad things are going to happen. Right. Does anyone have any other thoughts about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse or any of the fine films or products we talked about tonight? <laughs> Do you remember any of the other 2099 uh, titles? Yes, I do. Ravage 2099. Ravage, yes. X-Men 2099. Doom 2099. Oh, I love me some Doom 2099. Punisher 2099. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, they had one or two more. uh, Well, they had 2099 Unlimited, which is kind of like their catch-off for all the other characters they didn't have introduced. Mm. One of my favorite stories in there, which I wish they would do, is The Fall of the Hammer. Because in 2099, gods disappear. Like Thor, Loki, they just disappeared. They never came back. Oh, yep. Um, And The Fall of the Hammer is that there's kind of this evil corporation that's you know kind of taken over in the future Alchemax or whatever Miguel O'Hare Spider-Man 2099 works for them but then the guy's evil like they like you do like you do like you do pretty much he becomes the new green not the green goblin but like the equivalent of green goblin to Spider-Man okay yeah good versus and the, I think that bad guy gets taken out, but the new CEO welcomes the gods back to Earth. Hmm. And they will hmm. only work with Alchemax. And to the point where they start policing the world, hmm. and possibly in a little bit more of a brutal way than, than the other heroes would like, except for the Punisher. And because uh, <laughs> that's like he do too, is kill people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so then they have to find out what's going on. And it's a really good story. Um, I, but I would love for them to do that. If they could work that in there too, yeah. they could work in all the 2099 things. I mean, Doom 2099 was my jam. I yeah. liked, I loved Doom 2099. Like, I remember I stopped buying Spider Man 2099 because I would just kept reading Doom. Yeah. Like, if I had to pick one, I'd, I'd pick Doom. I don't know why. I just like the idea that Doom became a good guy in the future because <laughs> the world was just so shitty. He's just like, well, technically, all the world is now as bad as Latveria was, it mm-hmm. was back when I was in the present day. So, fuck it, I'm going to save the world. <laughs> because, I, of course, to rule it. Like you do. Like you do. Like you do. But, but he has a cooler costume. <laughs> anyway, blue and silver looks really good. None of that, like, dark gray, like in the original costume, and the green. Just like nice little blue, glowy red eyes. Anyway, so Spider Man Into the Spider Verse, really good. Yeah. Top notch. Really Top-notch. good. 
Bumblebee, we heard was good. Yes. Yeah. Mary Poppins, which apparently we talked about too long. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm so sorry, but it's was. Did I like, say that? Did I, did I say that? <laughs> Maybe Satan? No, I. Uh, yeah, we talked about Mary Poppins, and then really good. the Grinch was okay. And does anyone else have anything else that they saw that they wanted to throw out there, like good or bad, or like don't watch, please watch, whatever? No, I haven't. I rewatched Infinity War. There we go. So yes. I cried just as much the second time as when I saw it the first time. I've seen it multiple times. I yeah. there is you. Yeah. The only thing I want to bring up that ties into Spider Man is that I would have the Iron Spider costume be his costume all the time. I love it. That's a pretty cool costume. They they did try that for a bit and <laughs> People are weird. People suck. We do. <laughs> well, everyone, thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky. Thank you to Becky, Travis, and, of course, Jessica, who left a little bit earlier, for doing the show. Do you guys have anything you want to – this will probably come out in a month or so. Do you have anything that you want to plug within a month or so? Dublin Wind Symphony has a band concert coming up Ooh. on March 17th. March 17th. Um, I love it. The, oh, I forget what the title is of that concert. But it's festival music. So You're we're playing doing... a festive overture by Dmitry Shostakovich. And we've got some Irish music because it's the Dublin Wind Symphony on St. Patrick's Day. So, are and you guys some... playing at the Irish Festival? <clears throat> no, no, okay. no. We um, our concerts are at uh, Dublin Scioto High School. Oh, okay. Oh, I just thought of something. My comic book, A McKillis' Secret History, will be at the Great Lakes Comic Con in Detroit on uh, February 22nd and 23rd. Awesome, awesome. And how is Sugar Creek coming? Going very well. Excellent. Yes, I just released a whole bunch of art on Instagram and other social media places. Right. So if you check out, what's the Instagram feed? It's just my personal one. I probably should have a... I probably should have a more professional do you, one. Do you have a... I, this is me, because I follow you, so I don't know anymore. You can find it by Travis it's, Horseman, Travis basically. Horseman, yeah. Just I'll, look up Travis Horseman. It's I'm not locked one. or anything, so you can see it by just... Yes. Play. Okay, that was what my key was. I don't have I, Instagram, so Because that's why I was know. getting nervous. I was like, I forget, because I follow you. <laughs> was <laughs> yours locked? I didn't know. Like, I think mine kind of is locked. I think I finally had to... Um, or I need to, if I haven't, I need to unlock it so people can see it, because... You know, I tell people, oh, check out inst- me on Instagram. And it's like, yeah. we can't because it's locked. I was like, well, just send me a friend request. Well, anyway, uh, so Instagram, check out Amiculous, and then check out the Dublin. Dublin Wind Symphony. Winds Symphony. Wind Symphony. That's, that's a fucking problem for me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> the Dublin Wind Symphony. Yes. Normally, I just say my band. My cause, band. Because that's my easy. Band, my but, band, my band. But on the here, no one knows me. So. I, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I know you. Well, you I know, know me. You. Travis but... knows you. Jessica knows you. We know you. You guys know me. We know you. Um, and also, I was just say too, if you liked what we talked about, listen to some past episodes with us. Uh, you did Infinity uh, War with us, right? Not no, Infinity. No, Wonder so, Woman. Wonder Woman. Yeah. And then uh, last, and you did Last, last Jedi. Jedi. You guys did both yeah. Last Jedi. Yes. And Infamously. Then, I have, <laughs> yes. yes, but 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 also we've I've spoken to you in a two part where we talked about yeah. Amiculous. So if you there was that if you do read Amiculus, and I will also preface this. I think I preface this in the intro. There's a there's not supposed to be a spoiler. My editor yes. at the time. Um, it's not the amazing editor I have now, Will. There's a little bit of a spoiler, so I say there's no spoiler in it. Tiny there's spoiler. There's a very tiny, major fucking spoiler yeah. at the end of it. And, and yeah, because I was listening to it after it went live, and I was like, oh. <laughs> <sighs> oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> what can you do? You can figure out how they do it. You can figure out how they do it. Um, yeah. But so you can check those episodes out at gbgpodcast.com. Thank you guys both very much, and have a good day. Thank you, Zach. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Get out of here!
Jeez! You're a creep! Go away! We're having a good time until you start up, cheapers! Go have some coffee with cream or something! Because I'll tell you something! This is a happy place!